Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen to the Injured List podcast, proud new member of Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Sports Media Network, hosted by me, Brian Scott. I'm a licensed full-time physician assistant in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine. I break down the latest in injury news regarding your favorite professional athletes each week throughout the year. I have all your major sports covered from the NFL, MLB, NHL, MLS, and MMA. There is not a sport or an injury that I will not cover. Get the most up-to-date info in easy-to-understand non-medical language so you can make the better decisions when placing your bets or setting your fantasy lineups each week. Check out my website at theinjuredlist.com where you can message me ideas for topics or questions and listen to previous episodes where I interview former athletes and healthcare professionals to talk about their experiences with sports injuries. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List podcast, Brian Scott. Hey, everybody. What is up? Welcome to the Injured List Podcast. Your host, Brian Scott, with you today. Thank you for joining us. Now, we have a special episode today as we are bringing with it some video. As we get ready and get closer to the NFL season, one of the things we're going to try and bring to you is weekly NFL injury updates streamed live on YouTube on the Injured List Podcast YouTube channel. And in gearing up to do that, we've been practicing and getting our video all situated and ready. And so this is a nice test run to get out this episode with a video component as well. So not only can you tune into YouTube to hear it and listen to it and see it, you can also, as always, go to your podcast app of choice or wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can hear it there as well. The topic of today's episode is going to be Robert Wickens the IndyCar driver who sustained 
horrible injuries and a really terrible looking crash back in 2018 at a race in Pocono. Started out like any other race, but only seven laps in is when he got into this accident. And we will take a look at the video of this accident. Injuries were quite significant and extensive and multiple. And uh, it took him about three and a half, four years almost to make it back into driving, which he did recently with quite a bit of success, as a matter of fact. He recently won two races at IMSA over the last couple of weeks and also became a father to a new healthy baby boy, their first child, I believe, him and his um, wife. So congratulations on that. Um, amazing to see that he's back in a car when you get an idea of what, when ha what happened and what injuries that um, he sustained as a result. And we'll get into that in a second here. So let's first start by taking a look at the injury itself uh, or the accident itself, I should say. And now this happened in Pocono, a uh, 200 lap race has happened within lap seven, I believe. And as a result, uh, he was transported emergently to a hospital nearby in Allentown, Pennsylvania, called the Lehigh Valley Medical Center. So let's take a look at this accident, and then we'll talk a little bit about it when we're done here. Gonna pull it up for you here as I still try to figure out all these fancy controls. Uh, that's Robert Wickens. Jake, he moves from fourth uh, into the fourth position and is now looking for third. Bastion Bourdais also trying to make a move. Right now it's Rossi the leader, then it's Power. Wickens, oh, they're going to make Crazy contact. Crazy looking crash. Big contact, car in the air. It's Robert Wickens that spins. Ryan Hunter-Ray was just underneath him. James Hinchcliffe involved. We have a major mess here. So a lot of drivers involved. At the Pocono Raceway. The car of Robert Wickens made contact with Ryan Hunter Ray, got airborne, got into the catch fence, and came back to rest on the racetrack, rolled to the inside. A number of cars involved in a spectacular crash here at Pocono Raceway. A red flag condition, a massive incident. Pietro Fittipaldi was Pietro just coming Fittipaldi back from some James major James injuries Ryan of his own from a race Robert in Europe Wickens not too so long before that, actually. See, uh, and scary to see him in, involved okay. in another wreck. Fortunately, I don't think Looks he sustained like any further injury, but he had been his, uh, we see um, missed the Indy 500 that year because of the injuries of he car, sustained James to his Hinchcliffe legs um, over his Europe. So no word yet amazing that he was even Wiggins, in the back of the car the, the so quickly. Now working on his race car. And it was an absolutely ginormous impact. It was Wickens and Ryan Hunter-Ray. Safety teams are out there very quickly. Turn two and uh, looked like Hunter-Ray maybe didn't know that Robert Wickens was on These the inside. These guys are at every race. Down into him. Uh, Ryan Hunter-Ray spun around and became essentially a launch pad for Robert Wickens, who went nose first into the into the outside uh, outside fence and then started spinning around violently. And they'll have some uh, replays uh, of this here in a second. And, uh, I'll fast forward a little bit to those replays. Well for James Hinchcliffe and, and certainly Ryan Hunter-Ray and just 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 unbelievable. I mean, we we heard it was a red flag condition, but here's the replay. Cool if you're squeamish, you might not want to watch. But Ryan Hunter Ray's car 
just before the entrance of turn That's number three. That's the Robert Wickens with the, the black and red Lucas car. This facility, James right Hinchcliffe there is, is where the problem in front of where was. Robert Wickens is getting so, as you can imagine, he's going 200 so plus miles an hour and slams into now all of the debris slams into the catch fence and hits the pole that supports it. So this pole stationary doesn't have any give to it like the catch fence does. So it can't dissipate all the energy that's coming at it. And where does that energy go? But right back into the car, which basically causes the car to disintegrate, which is by design, by the way, the vehicles are created so that the, the energy gets dispersed by flinging pot parts off of it. Um, so that all the forces don't get shooting shot back into the cockpit with the driver sit. And those shells that they sit in are super high tech reinforced carbon fiber and titanium and all kinds of structural support in them. And they've been shown to greatly reduce uh, risk of injury in some of these other accidents, which is the ones where you see people walk away. Now we've seen accidents like this happen in motorsports quite a bit. And I think we just got accustomed to seeing people walk away. Well, due to the nature of the speed, and the sight of the impact and the fact that he didn't really slow down as he grazed the wall and then hit that pole. And then the centrifugal forces from being spun around like that after the impact, he sustained quite severe injuries. The, the Probably the most significant or definitely the most significant being a spinal cord injury to his mid back in the area of his thoracic spine, which was the result of a, a fractures there that also injured the spinal cord. He had a neck fracture as well in the cervical uh, spinal or cervical spine, but that did not damage the spinal cord, luckily, because if that had happened, that would have been catastrophic. He did have fractures to both lower legs, tibias and fibulas, which essentially are the shins. So he broke both bones in the lower leg on both sides. He broke both hands. Forearm on the right, elbow on the right, several ribs, I think four, had a contusion of his lung, which is essentially like a bruise to the actual lung tissue itself, the lung itself, which makes it very difficult to breathe, if not almost impossible. Um, he lost consciousness. He doesn't remember much of the accident. In fact, he's been on some TV shows and podcasts and spoken about it and his recollection of the accident is almost nothing. He remembers just uh, some uh, bits and pieces of events leading up to the accident, but not nothing about the accident itself. <clears throat> he has watched it, and even he was like dumbfounded about how it didn't look so bad on the replay until you watch it in slow motion, and then you realize like how fast he was going and what he hit. And then it kind of starts to make sense, his injuries. <clears throat> Most of the spinal cord injuries and the fractures in his spine were due to the rotational forces from being spun around after hitting the pole. The direct impact into the pole is what caused the fractures of his hand, upper body, and lower legs. He was uh, stabilized and transported immediately to Allentown to Lehigh Valley Medical Center, which is a major medical center right in Pennsylvania, right off the major interstate. <clears throat> he was brought over by a uh, helicopter or medevac where he was stabilized, put in a medically induced coma for a few days, and then treated for his injuries. 
one of the first things they addressed was the spinal cord injury, and that required surgery. Probably had to decompress the spinal cord to take away any swelling, stabilize the spinal fracture so that there was no further risk to the spinal cord. <clears throat> and at the same time, or around the same time, they also stabilized his leg fractures by putting on what they call external fixators, which are basically like frames of titanium and carbon fiber that stabilize the fractures from the outside in, <clears throat> which is done to basically just temporize things, stabilize it, and then giving you time to come back later to definitively fix those injuries. So, you know, right off the bat, we're talking about multiple surgeries right away to kind of stabilize all the injuries he had. Apparently, he mangled his ring finger on his left hand, which is now permanently, I guess, deformed. And it was so badly injured that he had to have some type of cadaver, either graft or something done because of the damage. And they couldn't basically heal it or treat it or cover it. My guess is he probably had some type of open fracture where the bone came through the skin and caused significant damage that they probably had to graft it or do something using cadaver tissue or whatever to to basically treat it. And I don't know the extent of it. I don't know the exact. He he briefly mentioned it on one of the podcasts he was on with Dale Earnhardt Jr. But you can see he shows his finger. It's, I mean, it's not normal. It's like bent and it's can't straighten it. So it's amazing that he can even get back in a car and drive with hand controls like he did recently. The, the right hand injury was a fifth metacarpal fracture, which is often um, uh, called a boxer's fracture. And the us these usually happen because of a punching type mechanism. And my guess is that that happened because he was holding onto the steering wheel at the time of impact because it happened so fast, he just couldn't let go. And if you watch the replay of the accident and they show some of the in-car cameras of some of the other drivers, one thing you notice is right away when they start to lose control, they let go of the steering wheel. Because the violent forces and the, the amount of force involved and the speeds they're going at, if they were to try and hold onto the wheel, it caused significant injuries to their hands and, and upper body. So one of the things they, they do is they let go, especially when they know they're losing control and there's no way of saving it. And that's a safety thing. They're, they're probably taught that or they learn that very early on in their racing careers. Just let go of the wheel because you're not going to save the car from spinning. <clears throat> you're going to end up hurting yourself by trying to hold onto it. Because you don't know who's coming behind you or from the side. They're going to hit you, cause that wheel to jerk, and there goes the injury to your arms, hands, fingers, up, shoulders, you name it. So there's a lot of video out there about his rehab and all the things he had to do to kind of get better. And I'm not going to get into that, but you can see that for yourself. I mean, it's extensive amount of therapy. What's amazing to me is that Less than a year after this, despite having some paralysis in his lower legs, which is permanent, he was back in a car driving his wife around the racetrack at the Indy Toronto race as a special guest right before the race and then did the uh, driver start your engines announcement. And it was cool to see because his wife is not a race car person and she was riding passenger with him when he was like whipping it around the track in a, in a, in a pace car. And um, it was really cool. It was really cool to see. And it was, it was pretty funny. I probably would have had the same reaction as, as, as her, even though I've, um, I've not been on a racetrack like that going with an IndyCar driving it. So, or a racer, uh, driver driving the car. So uh, it was pretty cool. You should watch that. Now, these injuries, um, you know, obviously are very significant. They left him probably with permanent issues. Um, if he was walking again, I'm sure those lower leg injuries would have caught up with him at some point. He's, 
He doesn't walk very much. He can walk. He, there is some therapy of him walking, but I don't think he was able to walk very far. He needs a lot of assistance. I'm sure it's still part of his therapy. But most of the time when you see him, he's usually in a wheelchair. <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure of the extent of his neurological damage to the lower legs and stuff, you know, how much feeling he has and whatnot. But, uh, you know, him and his wife uh, did um, give birth recently to uh, a baby boy. I think it's their first child. And that happened in between wins at IMSA within the last few weeks. So congratulations to him and his wife. Um, just the icing on the cake of an amazing comeback. And we're going to take a quick break for commercial to thank our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Indy uh, safety crew and uh, what their function is and how they operate and basically how they are responsible for saving Robert Wicken's life out there in the track. I mean, it could have been a lot worse for sure. So we'll be right back uh, after these messages. Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, InjuredListPod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. This is the Injured List Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Are you interested in being a guest on the show? Or do you know someone who would make a good guest? Want Brian Scott to be on your show? If so, share the podcast with your friends. Or drop us a line and we will get back to you right away. Email us at theinjuredlist411 at gmail.com or visit our website at www.theinjuredlist.com. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody. It's that time again for the Throckmorton Injury of the Week. In keeping with the racing theme today, we're going to take it back to 2002 during the EA Sports 500 at Talladega. It wasn't nearly as bad as Robert Wicken's accident, that's for sure. In fact, this one's actually on the, on the comical side. Well, Sterling Martin was sidelined because he had a neck injury and it opened the door for a lot of people to make a run at the championship that year. And one of those guys was rookie sensation at the time, Jimmy Johnson. And during the warm-up laps, um, he started outside the pole. Um, or actually, I'm sorry, he claimed the pole and Mark Martin started outside of him on the pole. Well, before the green flag even had a chance to fly... While Mark Martin was warming up his tires, his steering locked up and shot him down across the track into the front quarter panel of Jimmy Johnson's number 48, causing significant damage to both cars and sending them into the infield grass. 
they had to stop on pit road and make some repairs and unfortunately the day did not turn out so well for either driver as mark martin would finish 30th position two laps down and jimmy johnson would end up suffering engine failure that left him in 37th place um maybe you should have used those warm-up laps to warm up the tires a little bit better mark instead of taking out your competitor and yourself from any hopes at a victory at Talladega. Yeah. Well, that's the Throckmorton sign injury of the week brought to you by Belly Up Media. Let's get back to the episode, shall we? You know, the Throckmorton injuries are always entertaining and they're always about stuff that is not normal when it comes to injuries. In fact, most of the injuries don't ever happen on the field of play, unlike the one we just mentioned, which did happen on the track. But most of the Throckmorton sign injuries of the week are things that happen under weird circumstances in weird locations. So you never know what you're going to get with a Throckmorton sign injury of the week, just so you know. And we try to do that every episode. We've, uh, you know, throw that in there as just a little entertaining segue. Now, bringing it back to Robert Wickens, um, his injuries could have been catastrophic if not for the safety team that Indy employs, which is uh, one of the few racing organizations to have a full-time crew who goes with them from race to race. They travel to each race uh, during the racing season every weekend. Uh, usually a crew of anywhere between 16 to 18 guys travel. There is about a crew of 40 that make up the entire safety team which consists of uh, current and former or retired firefighters, EMTs, paramedic, paramedics, physicians, you name it. Um, they have a myriad of former healthcare professionals and safety professionals who are part of the team who make the trip every uh, week to go to the races and who are responsible for taking care of the track safety during accidents on race day on the track and helping the, uh, the racers if they should get injured or need uh, emer emergency care out there. And they were very responsible for saving Robert Wicks' life that day in Pocono. They stabilized him, got him on a helicopter, uh, transported him to Lehigh Valley Medical Center in Allentown. And um, as a result, he's here today and back in the cockpit of a car racing with hand controls, which is still a remarkable uh, feat in and of itself. And so, you know, they have all kinds of tools and resources available to them. They train throughout the year to be prepared for these situations. They have a, a mock, well, not a mock. It's actually a real cockpit of an indie car without the frame, without the tires, without the engine, where they can practice getting into the, the cockpit, getting the steering wheel off quickly, extricating a, a race, a, a driver um, under, you know, sudden uh, quick circumstances. And, and so they practice this routinely to stay sharp on race day. They also have uh, trucks and vehicles uh, equipment that follows them from race to race and is specially designed and custom for them that allows them to carry the uh, necessary life-saving tools and instruments and medicines that they have available so they can care for the drivers right outside on the track there. Um, one of those things, which is remarkable that they have too, which is some people may have had the jaw, heard of the Jaws of Life or the Hearst tool, which is basically this hydraulic uh, cutting, almost like shears that can cut through the car's frame and the metal to extricate a, a, a driver who may be pinned uh, due to the wreckage. And those now are actually made in a battery form. So you don't even have to carry um, 
it's not nearly as heavy as it used to be. It doesn't require any uh, air pressure uh, hoses or uh, lines. Uh, it's totally cable-free. It's battery-operated, and it has just as much power and strength to cut through some of the things that they need to cut through in order to get a driver out um, of harm. So amazing stuff that Indy has. Uh, there are some similar type safety crews that do uh, travel with some of the other racing institutions. I think NASCAR has a, a, a safety crew as well. Um, the Indy one, though, uh, I think was one of the first, if not the only ones at one point who did do that. And these are full-time people, uh, some of them, who are uh, doing this year-round. Some of them are uh, paid and hired during the racing season and make all the races. Some of them are probably volunteers at the local venues that come out um, when the race is being held at their venue and also help out as well. Uh, so they do get some help from the venues that they're at on race day. But primarily, the primary responsibility for the safety of the drivers and the safety of the on-track conditions are through the Indy safety team. So it's quite a remarkable thing. And again, it's one of those things that a lot of people don't know about unless you're really present in the, in, in the racing community or have experience in the race behind the scenes kind of race car stuff. I know living down here in Charlotte, I'm exposed to it all the time. A lot of the race car crews and uh, um, race car teams here have uh, on staff their own healthcare providers and healthcare team who help not only keep the driver safe and the drivers healthy, but also the pit crew. The pit crew have their own trainers and therapists and stuff that they work with um, every day in the shop. And they routinely are doing uh, exercise programs, uh, staying fit. Um, they're doing practice uh, pit stops, um, not only to, to, to do it quick and effectively, but also to help prevent against injury and to help train so that they're in peak condition so they can carry out their responsibilities on race day without any risk of injury or potentially, um, you know, doing harm to the race team or the race uh, driver's chances at winning. So, you know, it's, it's a known thing. It's not something that a lot of people in the general population know about unless you have an inside track or know somebody in racing or have been exposed to it before. So it's really cool stuff. And I was, I'm happy to share it with you, um, the Robert Wicken story, but also this other uh, side stuff as well. That's the end of the episode, guys. But I want to thank you for tuning in. And as always, I want you to stay safe, stay active, and stay healthy. And don't forget, uh, tune into Belly Media uh, Network, bellyupsports.com, where they have all these different podcasts uh, centered around all the major professional and amateur collegiate sports that you could possibly think of. And it's awesome uh, collaborating and working with them. I was recently on the Belly Up Fantasy Baseball show and did some uh, Major League Baseball injury updates and from time to time, you'll catch me on some of the other shows as well. So please tune in to the network and check out some of the other shows. Some really great content by some really creative uh, 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 creators out there who uh, really bring some cool stuff to the network. And uh, I can't wait to uh, get some more collaboration with them uh, as we get closer to the football season here. So be uh, on the lookout for that. I'll try to make announcements on social media once those dates and uh, shows become available. And then, like I said, Video is a new thing for me. We're, we're experimenting with this and we're going to be bringing you live stream updates on our YouTube channel, the Injured List Podcast. Come uh, NFL season, we'll be doing weekly live stream NFL injury updates uh, as well as our weekly um, injury uh, podcasts and trying to get guests on the show from time to time and being a guest on other shows as well during the football season. So stay tuned for all that. Um, check out the website, theinjurelist.com. You can get more information there. You can also get access to the Fanatics um, link where you can get some discount prices on some Fanatics gear uh, and athletic apparel of your favorite teams. Also, as always, as you see scrolling across the bottom, you got the SeatGeek 
partnership with uh, the Injured List Pod where we can provide you uh, a discount on your first ticket purchase using the SeatGeek code Injured List Pod. So check that out. They got some really cool resources for you to get good deals on tickets. Um, and I encourage you to check out the app, download it, and use the Injured List Pod code for your discount today. So we're going to take off, guys, as always. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe, stay active, and stay healthy. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.